0: Welcome to Real Life Fiction. I am Matt James with Conundrum Publishing, international best-selling author of the Jack Riley Adventure series, and today I will be talking to author Eric Testerman. Hey, Eric. What's going on? Thank you for coming on and chatting.
1: Oh, is this where I talk? <laughs> yeah, hey, thank you for having me. Um uh I'm really excited. This is uh few seconds. No, um <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Uh really excited. Can't wait to see where our conversation goes and see what uh what all we get into. See, like I said, every conversation's unique and yeah. I am not going to <laughs> I am not going to
0: edit that out because all right, awesome. I'm, alri- I'm already yeah. happy. <laughs> I'm <like, "This> is- already <laughs> happy. it's fine i found it funny so i mean i'm sure somebody else is gonna find it funny yeah but uh no thanks yeah no thank you for coming on um so basically uh for those who don't know who you are uh give the uh the viewer the listener just a little bit of a tidbit on who eric testerman is
1: okay um i'm a uh, marine veteran i was a sergeant in the infantry um now i'm a supply chain nerd uh i work on buying and moving chemicals and uh, logistics and and fun things like that, which uh, pays the bills pretty well. Um, So it's kind of hard to force gump my way into this field because I was a criminal justice major in uh, college. I don't don't know what I'm doing here. (laughs) Uh, I kind of planned on being a cop at some point. And then, uh, you know, the the mercenary in me wasn't happy with the amount of pay that I'd be receiving for for putting my life on the line and, and being, you know, mistreated and things like, you know, police officers typically are. Um, I'm a, uh, competitive shooter. Uh, that's always been my sport of choice growing up. We never watched sports. Um, you know, like I just remember, um, my dad always coming home from competitions on the weekends and, you know, stacking trophies up high and, uh, always just being awed by that. And so once I got into college, uh, I've kind of followed in his footsteps and got into competitive shooting of pistols and rifles and, uh, not shotgun so much never never really gotten to shotguns for some reason um so you're just a, a two gun guy you're not doing the yeah, yeah I'm not stuff. a three gunner okay. <laughs> I've done it a few times but I've done poorly um, <laughs> but uh yeah and uh, that's that's kind of my my hobby of choice in my free time is is shooting and um and then all the rest of my time is taken up by uh after I should say after my family my family comes first um after family and work and then uh it comes good down answer. to good, yeah good thank show. you <laughs> You're yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, after that then it you know it comes down to writing I I love writing um and uh this is something that I'm passionate about and I plan on doing for for a long time and uh that's, that's pretty much it about me not not a whole lot if you're more interested in anything else feel free to Google <laughs> um, I'm sure some things will pop up uh hopefully nothing too too embarrassing
0: yeah, no, that would be, that would be, uh, preferable. No, uh, yeah, no, uh, very similar on my end, you know, uh, everything revolves around my family. Um, I do this obviously because I enjoy the heck out of it, but, uh, at the same time, if there's for me personally, the biggest reason, um, not the biggest reason I wanted to write full time, but the, but the most enjoyable part about it for me personally is because now I'm home all the time uh, personally. Like that's my, that's like, the goal. that's. That's the goal. Exactly. And, and I know it's like, Oh, you know, working. I'm like, no, I'm like, I, I basically worked retail my entire adult life for almost 20 years in different facets, whether it's management or whether it's just being a grunt and, you know, just putting your head down and working. Um, but, uh, I got to a certain point to where I just refused to miss more time, uh, with my kids and my wife and just family in general. And I was given an opportunity to give up the, uh, the grind and here I am. And, uh, I will tell people the number one thing the biggest thing on my mind was being home more. And it it, it I wrote enough but I didn't write enough <laughs> like <laughs> and now I can do that and I can be home. So it's like it yeah. it solved it solved a lot of problems, you know. It's a win-win. And, uh, yeah. It's a win-win. It absolutely is. And now the little free time I do have, I'm doing this and yeah. this is great, you know, where my free time used to be my writing, now my free time is something else. So it's actually opened up more avenues, which is the whole point. It's like I want to uh, bring out like uh, more of the industry, which in this case is just talking to you guys.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm glad you're doing this. Because you know, I'm like going to be on video. <laughs> yeah.
0: For better or for worse, you are now on video, yeah. Eric. Better for better or, or for worse. worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, West of Prehistoric, uh, the series has done pretty well for you. And, um, the covers are pretty cool too, right?
1: Yes, they are. They're done by this fantastic guy named Matt James. Um, he's uh, <laughs> he,
0: uh, <laughs> I have to, every time I talk to Rick Chesler and he started talking about certain books. I'm like, yeah, I know the cover artist really well.
1: He's yes, like, yes. I was going to bring that uh, up
0: next or whatever he said. <laughs> he goes, no, look at this. Yeah, look there look it
1: beautiful is. This is. I was ready to, uh, you know, yeah. shameless plug. Um, I was
0: super happy with how they came out too. Don't get me wrong. It's like, Oh, a cover is a cover like i've done a lot of them and and yeah. and i'll do them to how the author wants regardless of my input but in this case you were so open to be like hey i just need something really really cool and yeah. uh yeah. and you like <laughs> dinosaurs and six shooters and i'm like yep. all right <laughs> give me a challenge <laughs> you know because it was and that was great because sometimes it, it it's so detailed that mm-hmm. i get really like like flustered and like uh 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 there's too much to like put together Process too yeah. much to process and put into a cover so in this case uh it, it was I love them. <laughs> I'm sorry Dude, I, yeah I I, uh, I
1: love them. I've got them, I've got them everywhere over <laughs> my uh, social media presence I've got your covers um, <laughs> thank you very much
0: but tell us tell us about the 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 story about the uh Jedediah Smith you know tell us about yeah.
1: it um so jedediah Huckleberry Smith because uh, he needed a strange name I guess um, and I can
0: see my Huckleberry behind you
1: yes yes um you see my influences i was about to say (laughs)
0: it's as soon as the camera came on and i saw tombstone
1: i'm like huckleberry i get it (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so i just uh actually my my whole writing career started with uh kindle unlimited Mm -hmm. um you know i i I bought the kindle unlimited you know like was like ten dollars a month for tons and tons of books and I was having a really hard time finding stuff that I've realized as I've gotten older that I'm more selective about my reading just because of time constraints. Sure. And so I was having a hard time. I was finding lots of books um, that just didn't really grab my interest. And uh, I was complaining to my wife about it, about, you know, I just miserable, not be able to find anything to read. And, and she was like, well, you know, you're, you're a pretty good writer. Why don't you try? And uh, I was like, you know, I, yeah, I'm not a bad writer. I, I write better than I talk. I kind of talk like an idiot. Uh, but <laughs> I tell
0: people I speak one language and it's
1: bad English. <laughs> yeah, So, yeah, so she it. was like, she was like, uh, you know, go for it. Let's let's get on this. And I was like, all right. I got started. Uh, it was Fourth of July weekend. Um, I think it was twenty eighteen. And I thought, you know, I was like, I'll have this knocked out in six months. I'll have a book. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be the best one ever. I'm going to turn it in, and everyone's going to love it. It's great acclaim. And then, uh, 18 months later I finished it and, um, I started, uh, I'm a big, uh, poster on several forums online. Like, uh, I should say like, shout out to them NC four by four forum, Carolina firearms. Um, so I went on these, these forums and I was like, you know, Hey guys, look, I wrote this book. Um, it's about, you know, a man, it's got some revenge and it's got cowboys and dinosaurs. Uh, is anybody interested in reading it? And they just, um, they loved it. You know, like, of course, it's kind of hard to get people to to be yeah. interested, you know, kind of give up their time to, to, to look at something that I've created. And it gained a lot of traction. And then I started going through the process of, uh, you know, publishing and things like that. And um, the whole time I was going down that publishing path of you know trying to get it out there. I just kept passing it to everyone who was interested. You know, hey, let me know what you think. Do you like it? Do you not like it? What sucks? What can I do better? And uh, across the board, well, from the people that responded, they liked it. I'm sure there were some that never responded uh, that didn't like it. And I know who you are because I have email chains from us. So you asking me for the book? So yeah, yeah. How dare you? So <laughs> Look at me That's now. <laughs> I'm yeah. off camera. Look what you missed. Um, so uh it just it just did really well you know they got picked up by severed press and um i already had a a decent sized reader base and so it just kind of started taking off and it's done well beyond what i expected it to do and i'm just all the time i i'll admit that i i uh check amazon like every other day or so okay every day (laughs) <laughs> and uh, see if I got any more reviews in, and see where I'm yep. at. I'm, I'm yep. by it. You know, it's like wow that, that people like it. You know, yep. and uh, I used to be so embarrassed by my subject because um, people would ask me, "Oh, you're writing a book? What's it about?" And I was always so kind of ashamed to be like, "Oh, it's about cowboys and dinosaurs." You know, I'd be like, "Oh, I you know I write uh, you know erotic stories." Right. You know, it's stuff like that. Um, romance. Number one number <laughs> one selling category. In yes, season. absolutely. And uh, now yeah. I'm like, you know what? Yes. Cowboys and dinosaurs. And it's awesome. You should check it out. i Yeah. I'm should, to do it yeah, now. No, yeah, no.
0: It, it, and people, that's the thing. It's like you're writing books for adults. When you think about it. So you're sitting here going, the books are selling well. As long as they're selling well, you're going, I got to be doing something right. Yeah. And the reviews are coming in very good. So I have yep. to be doing something right. Yep. So if I am ashamed to tell people I write about cowboys and dinosaurs, then I must be ashamed of the readers too, right?
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm not ashamed of my no, readers. That's anymore. just the
0: realistic yeah. way of looking at it. Is people are yeah, reading this and people are liking it. So I am I have to be more comfortable with what I'm doing. You know, it's just yes. like, it's like, like.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, I mean, you got to own it. You got to own it. Yeah. Just you like absolutely. my bad tattoos I have. You got to own it. Yeah, there. <laughs>
0: yeah I, I, I don't have any of those yet. I, 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 <laughs> I have this grand idea of what I want, but I, I just have so much other stuff that I need to do. Uh, so I'm it's saying, uh,
1: I just you had a dude that showed you had money at some point in life, you know, yeah. free money at some point. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. no, I, I, I do. I, I actually want it's and this is me being basically you in the sense that My, I want to do my forearms sleeved out as Mm -hmm. Indiana Jones, Nathan Drake, Lara Croft, Rick O'Connell, and the cast of the Goonies. Like, I want, (laughs) (laughs) I want like the Indiana Jones, I want the the map that Indy has with like the red dot with the plane, you know, Mm -hmm. the line, you know, like the travel with the other characters like in it. Like, it's gonna be super adventure dork like nation oh, that's awesome. And like I, but i, I completely and yeah. utterly want it and i own it and i'm like <laughs> when i have it i'm gonna be so thrilled the problem is i couldn't even tell you when that's gonna happen but like that's what <laughs> i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go like super into like this
1: when that i sounds, get it done that's fantastic yeah. i I've I've probably had wrong. 20
0: years to think about it so I, I i can change my mind as
1: much as i want because yeah. it hasn't happened so, so. <laughs> the ink is on the skin you got time to change your mind
0: yes i do yes i do so, um, obviously, Western of Prehistoric, we're talking about the trilogy you have out right now. Um, where did... So, obviously, uh, your familiarity with firearms um, kind of drove this subject for yeah. you. Yeah. But what is your background with the more antiquated firearms that I know you have an affinity <laughs> for? Because I know you're, you own a lot of these old school cult, you know, six-shooter cowboy guns. I,
1: I, not as many as you would think. Um, you know, I was uh telling my dad about this the other day about you know, I was afraid that it'd come up. Um, I really don't own that many classic well, firearms. You own
0: you own one more than
1: most of the population. So let's at yes. least start there. <laughs> yes, I do. Um I because I have to I photograph with it, you know, for my books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh honestly, I think it's uh, uh Google, like yeah. it just you know, there is such Wikipedia. Um you know, I, I coming from a gun background and being around a lot of um, gun owners who are readers. I know that people kind of like I've heard the same thing about people with horses. Like if you know something very well, if you're very familiar with horses or firearms, it drives you nuts when you read about something or see something in a movie that is impossible improbable, probable, um, just not you know, somebody, uh, yep. Click, click, click on a uh, semi-automatic. Okay. It doesn't happen, but it happens all the time in, in media. And so I know that people like that will throw my book across the room if I get yeah. anything wrong. And yeah, so I
0: mean, a, w- a, a wheel gun, it'll click, 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 but yes, not, exactly. Not a exactly.
1: semi-automatic wheel guns. Yeah. Um, so I just really researched it. Uh, when I did my first book, the, the first one was prehistoric. Um, I even was counting how many bullets he fired as to how oh. many would fit the cylinder in my action scenes. And yeah. I was like, okay, got to do a reload. Um, you know, okay, you can't do a reload here, he's gonna have to make do with uh, this many shots instead. And um I, I nitpicked it that much in the first book, and then the second book I kind of just rolled with it. You know, I just made him reload every so often. Sure. Um, yeah. But that kind of uh that familiarity and detail and and knowing what your readers want and expect i mean they they expect um you know cool turn of the century firearms um you know i wrote the book for 1885 one of the rifles that the uh, the main character has is the 1886 winchester which was not out at the time but i wanted him to have almost like this mythological weapon that sure. he picks up along his his travels um where it came you know directly from john moses browning into his hands and it was a prototype
0: and and so so he that would be the track. the famous lever action rifle. Yes. Yep. Yeah.
1: Those are those are cool.
0: <laughs> they're not so, practical, uh, but I really want one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I, I agree. I've I've googled them many times on the websites. <laughs> how many how many cool scenes over the years have you seen
0: that <laughs> lever exactly. action? And I'm like, yes, every time. I mean, what are you going to do with that in today's world? But they're so cool. <laughs> like, and I think um, the big the big maker of those right now I think is uh, Henry Firearms. I think makes yeah, a lot Henry, of lever action rifles. Yeah, it's Marlin.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, my background being uh, uh, growing up on westerns, on Lula Moore sure. books. Yeah, um, I take a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I, I lean a lot towards Lula Moore in my writing, Okay. Uh, I'm not heavily detailed. I like sure. to, uh, you know, not be too verbose like I am being right now. Um, but just uh, huh. kind of. <laughs> talk about uh you know just just i don't want to describe the full script full scene i want to give enough for the reader's imagination to kind of fill in a large portion of it sure. you know like some description and then roll with it yeah um and you know that's very much lou Moore right there and that was also a guy who uh you know lou Moore, he lived life he, he knows what it's like to be punched in the face he knows what it's like to uh, shoot a rifle and pistol and and you, know, you can tell that in his writing and uh Not that I've been punched in the face often, uh, not since like uh, seventh grade. I actively
0: Um, avoid it. Yeah. uh,
1: I actively avoid
0: it. I I tell people first and foremost, uh, uh, the reason I have a concealed carry permit and the reason I carry a knife is because I will lose in a fist fight, (laughs) but I actively avoid conflict because I'm just not, I'm not that kind of guy. And I just, I have no, I don't even want like some people seek it out i actively avoid it and no. i'm uh, <laughs> i'm not uh, a fighter i
1: am no not but a you know, that, that kind of familiarity comes across in people's writing you it know does. like you, you write what you know and it, it, i think readers pick up on that and they they you know love you for it if they realize that or not but
0: oh no i screwed up royally in in my fourth book i ever wrote and this was before i had gotten into um gotten into guns mostly pistols just because I do a lot of concealed carry training and stuff mm-hmm. um I'm not like a comp shooter I don't um I don't have any long guns or anything yet um but um I kind of thought that all guns had safeties um yeah. yep they don't and the, <laughs> the the modern action hero gun is a Glock and of course Glocks don't have safeties yep they have yep. drop safeties they have a the trigger hinge safety but they don't have an
1: actual thumb safety to push a button on. Yeah.
0: no. So, uh, that was a quick fix after cool. I realized I did that, uh, just because I didn't know any better, but I was, I, I owned it. I went in and re-edited it and then republished the book, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so yeah, I, 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 get it. I understand, you know, and that's now it's just, I make sure I do deeper research on stuff like that. I just had my yeah. first weapon. I had a weapon malfunction in my current book with a rifle. So I went through the process of clearing that, nice. um, which was kind of cool. Uh, just, just to add that little extra detail that somebody might appreciate. Realism. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's uh, I always bring up a terminal list right now with Chris Pratt. Uh, very first episode, uh, he performs a press check on his Sig three times. Yeah. And I have <laughs> never in my life seen anyone on film press check a weapon, and so much so that I actually sat up and said, "Did he just do that?" And my wife's like, "What?" I'm like. <laughs> he loaded it through the thumb safety, took the slide and checked to make sure that it properly loaded into, the, yep. into yep. the barrel. And she's like, Why? And I'm like, it's just the depth that they went for Yes, a, the realism of it. Yes, it means absolutely nothing to, like actual and actually in the first episode, it means everything because the mm-hmm. reason he realized he was using a gun that he shouldn't have been using. The only reason he saw it was because he looked down to press check the weapon and he realized the gun he's using is his.
1: Yep. Uh, yep. The only
0: reason. So they actually brought that into the main plot of the story. So I was like, wow, I really, really dig this. And again, <laughs> just a little bit of detail drove yes. the story. Yes. And, and I love it. And just being able to give that to the reader in this case, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just, to me, it's doing a disservice if you don't. Yes. Even if it has nothing to do with the story, it's just that little extra detail that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I think whenever you write about stuff, um, you know, especially if it's something that you don't know a lot about, um, Mm -hmm. or for my instance, uh, turn-of-century firearms, I don't know that. I do now. (laughs) At the time, I didn't. But horses, I've never ridden a horse in my life. I would have loved to. I think they're kind of scary, but... you know, I, I've got to. You got to throw small details in there so the reader thinks you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Even like me, I've never ridden a horse, but I can write all about somebody saddling one up and riding. Yeah, um,
0: no, just to clear clarify, you've never shot a dinosaur.
1: Yes, I, yes, I've never done okay. that either. I'm just, um, I'm just
0: making sure because <laughs> some people will be like, "Oh my god, this guy's background." He sh- if he knows everything that he writes about, then he has obviously killed dinosaurs with. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Don't read too much into it. (laughs) Just clearing the air, just clearing it up. (laughs) Yeah. So, and honestly, I got to give you more power, uh, writing in period sucks. Um, Mm. and I, I, there's a story that I've been wanting to write that revolves right about the same time that your series revolves around in the 1880s. And it's the founding of, uh, Roswell, New Mexico. Um, because I think it's like eighteen eighty-seven or something is when the city was founded. And I'm like, but why?
1: Like, you and
0: that then falls? I'm like, yeah, I'm not writing in period. <laughs> not doing it's not it. Too bad. You know, it's my problem is is my main series is, are like world travel. So I mm-hmm. would have to change the period I write in and the research behind every country and city in that period i would have to start up the research anew every book
1: yep and yep. i'm
0: like oh the current the current event research is already dense enough i don't know if i want to have to do period yeah, research uh, do. i've got it uh, uh, i don't want to know what it used to be a hundred years ago in <laughs> nepal i just want to know what it is now i don't want to have to know both i'm like yep. this so uh, i mean more power to you man that is not easy to do
1: it's it's not, you know, I, I was writing more about what I knew, um, you know, watching so many westerns growing up, reading so many Lou more books. Um, sure. I've got a, a project in the wings that I've had for about three years. Now I've got the uh the plot and everything written out. It's a World War II, um, Pacific Island, Marine Corps, Sea Monster story, and um it's so much research, you know. I mean trying to get it, yeah, but at least it's, it's
0: something again. you can at least. Have some familiarity with is yeah, yeah, there's, there's definitely so. some
1: there, but there's still, yeah. I'm, I'm overwhelmed by how much research I have to do for it.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah,
1: there's yeah. a lot I don't know about that time period. So,
0: sure, but sure, sure. So, big, um, you know, uh, like a lot of my influences are film. So, I grew up as a movie geek, movie nerd, uh, wasn't a huge, huge reader younger. Um, so everything I adored when it came to, in this case, the action adventure. Uh, genre that I've ingrained myself in is usually from, uh, entertainment. So whether it's video games or movies, mostly movies, um, what about you? So obviously you're influenced by your time as a Marine. Um, Mm -hmm. you're also influenced by, uh, your dad, your shooting background, um obviously your 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 love for the Wild West in this case, or at least uh I'm assuming you have a love for the Wild West, considering no, all the I can't uh yeah. To move to Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. And uh my main character Jack is a uh is a was a uh Yellowstone Park Ranger for a time, so I get it. And <laughs> it had nothing to do with the show Yellowstone. I just uh needed uh uh planned on writing a story that revolved around uh devil's tower in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yep. which is the yep. second book in the series. And I'm like, how g- getting the character there was the problem. So I'm like, yeah. well, what if he just lives in Wyoming? I'm like, okay, that's easy. Well, what does he there do he in goes. Wyoming? The problem is there's nothing to do in Wyoming. So what is he <laughs> going to do? Like, that's kind of neat. And I'm like, all right, yeah. screw it. He's a park ranger. And then Perfect. here we are.
1: <laughs> Roll with it. Yeah. It's but, amazing how much yeah. of writing is, problem solving it's oh, like yeah. a giant puzzle you're constantly trying to fit pieces together shifting them around trying yeah. to solve a million little issues to make you know a story work
0: um, oh it, yeah it, no and then like if that. there's actually puzzles in the story too it's like oh great <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes wonderful so you know yeah. i i don't write dan brown size puzzles you know i'm not doing like da Vinci <laughs> <Co-sized> <laughs> yeah. puzzles where i'm like connecting the dots going Crap, that doesn't work. And then I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know, do you know, do it when you yeah. have to. Do it when you ha- he specializes yes. in that stuff. That guy's insane. Yes, yes, he does. He's very good. He's very, very good at it. Um, so do you have any other like uh, influences like that? And like, obviously, Tombstone. Like, I was a huge fan of like the the Ray Harryhausen movies growing up. Mm-hmm. So ba- Valley of the Guanji is a great one. Yep. Cowboys and Dinosaurs. I'm I'm assuming that has to be something that you're super familiar with. I mean, I've that was, it. oh my never, gosh,
1: I mean, it's been on my list ever since I started writing this book. People have told me about this and it's and like, it, you know, I had it, time. Yeah.
0: I saw that dinosaurs and cowboys growing up in the Valley <laughs> of the Guanji. I mean, that's, it's, it's one of those terrible yeah, claymation, stop, go animation. You know, I say terrible. Yeah. And I just mean, because the, the, it, they're 60 years old, yeah. probably old, yeah. you know, some of them might be older, but, uh, it's terrible in that it's just weird in today's standards, uh, Yeah. As far yeah. as the technology at the time, Ray was, Ray was, he was a nut. And, um, obviously he did a uh, seventh voyage of Sinbad, Jason and the Argonauts. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Titans. Yeah. Was, I mean, all of these massive, massive hits with this style of animation. Yes. But, yeah. um, so that was big for me too, because I got to see a lot of them. I got to see uh modern man fighting something that wasn't modern. Mm-hmm. So, or yeah. like, I guess you would say like, uh, the lost world is, is another, uh, Yes. Another big one with Dinosaurs and Modern Man. But um yeah, I wasn't sure if there was like any kind of connection to that because that was always such a big one for me growing <laughs> up.
1: No, not that one. Um I, I would say a big influence of mine would be Larry Korea in his Monster Hunter International series. Um oh, okay. he, reading his his books, um you know, he kind of started off the same way I did on a web forum writing for gun nuts and it just blew up. And uh but reading his books kind of showed me you can have humor in your book. It doesn't have to be a funny book, but you can have bits of humor during dramatic moments, you know, Uh, and it's, you know, you still have the same, same thing now, you know, you'll be out there doing some, something very terrifying and you'll have some insane thought that makes you giggle, you know? and uh, So just have a little bit of fear uh, can do that to you.
0: So, I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And putting a little bit of fun in the books definitely was influenced from him you know, being able to kind of let my quirky, weird sense of humor come through my writing. um, That was a big, big influence.
0: Okay, cool. Cool. No, yeah. I, I just, I like to know because it's like somebody doesn't just sit down and write this stuff willy nilly without there being an obvious reason to, and in this case, there's usually an influence. Yes. Like, I write action adventure because I wholeheartedly adore the genre. So for me, it's a no brainer. It's like, I want to see all of these awesome uh, locations. Uh, Like we were talking off camera. I'm very uh, location driven when it comes to putting stories together. Um, I'll see a picture of something and then just want to be like, man, I really want to write about that area. And then I'll look it up and see, is there anything I can write about? Whether it's treasure, (laughs) whether it's uh, like mythic stuff, supernatural stuff, Historical relics like uh, the first Jack Riley book with the Nazi gold train. Yep. Um So it's it's like I'm like okay Nazi gold train, Poland done Auschwitz. I got the Nazis. <laughs> yep,
1: story, go. Punch- story, Punch- gonna on- happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Punch- so I mean, Nazi- yeah. Great
1: American pastime.
0: Oh yeah, punching Nazis. Yeah. No, I I, <laughs> I, I I say that all the time. I mean, Indiana Jones, his greatest nemesis yep. was yep. Is, was is a Nazi, Absolutely. and I'm like, so obviously there's the homage to my fictional hero you know so yeah. it's like and uh, I try to do that in a lot of stories so I mean I know a lot of authors do where they're like uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's where the Huckleberry name had come from oh so, yeah absolutely
1: yeah, yeah. well so, I
0: mean you, you pay homage to something that means something dearly to you
1: and and actually when uh, so about my daughter is uh, six now and uh, when before we knew if she's going to be a boy or girl at the time I kept telling my wife if it's a boy I want to go with Jedediah Huckleberry Testerman and uh, of course, nobody agreed with that for some reason. <laughs> and uh, we had a girl instead, and so that name just always stuck with me of just you know the kind of the absurdity of it. But it's you know just rolls off the tongue somehow, Jedi Huckleberry. And uh, so I just continued it and made it my main character and owned it ever since. And it's it's been fun. But yeah, I almost had a son named that. Maybe I probably wouldn't have vetoed. Pretty sure I've <laughs> Yeah, probably.
0: So uh, no, I get that. Yeah. So yeah, no, I've, I have two girls. I have a nine and a five year old. So I'm, uh, mm, yep. I'm in the same kind of uh, world you're in right now as far as age yeah. and watching, <laughs> watching, watching the little lady. But, yep. um, so uh, I always love to ask um, the process of writing. Um, so you have like two major philosophies you have, or I guess you would say uh, ways to go about it um you have the super outliner the guy that writes the book before he writes the book yep. and then you have the guy that doesn't have time for that crap and just sits down and writes a story um so writes by the seat of their pants or as we belovedly call them pantsers um personally i identify closer to a pantser but i'm not that far so i'm kind yep. of in the middle leaning towards pantser um because I, I do get the story going I do outline a few chapters ahead kind of to give myself direction, but I'm not like chapter 47 is going to be about this. And I'm only on chapter 20. I'm like, dude, the story is going to change 10 times until I get there. So yes. at that point, my philosophy might be wrong is I'm wasting time um, mm-hmm. because if I'm going to write down all this crap and then change it, what's the point? Yeah. Um, but I know a lot of successful authors that go nuts with outlines. So I, 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 whatever floats your boat. I am kind of curious when you sit down and you're putting a story together, obviously we all do a bit of research at the beginning. Cause we need to know number one, is there enough to write a story? No. Uh, because it, it can't just be a really neat idea. And then you're like at chapter 20 and going, ah, oh, crap, I'm, I'm out of ideas. Uh, so we need to kind of understand that this is, you know, it's a, it's a longer process, but uh, what does that look like for you? Like when you get an idea for a story, you start doing your, your research, whether it's outline, how deep do you go? Um, like, w- what is it like right now with the book you're, you you said you were currently working on, like when that first idea started, like, where did that take you before you really, really started
1: kind of, this is it? That, it took me to a word file. Um, I have a word file on my thumb drive that is just cool ideas and okay. uh, just things that, you know, <clears throat> pop into my head and I'm like, man, that, you know, we need to write about this and uh, or take a, a certain uh, trope and just mm-hmm. spin it around and put your kind of uniqueness to it um i've just got a a list of just cool ideas i'd love to write about at some point when the time's right and sometimes these ideas kind of connect over time as i'm thinking about it sometimes i forget about them until i look up on that file and i'm to add something else i'm like oh yeah okay this is great so i need to think on this some more um but when it comes to, to writing, I'm more of a pantser, I suppose, with waypoints in it. Okay, um, I'll write a book and I'll be like, you know what? It's a Western. Uh, it's got to have a wagon chase scene. It's got to have a railroad scene, action scene of some sort. It's got to have yep. a shootout. And I'm I, like, I, I, I include these, these yeah. points as I write, but I don't like locking myself into a real rigid outline. Because I, I kind of like the uh, the notion of discovering the story as you go. If you find something really cool or something pops to your head while you're writing this one chapter and you're like, wow, that was way better than my previous idea. I'm going to run with that idea. I'm not yep. going to go and revamp a whole plot outline for it. I'm just going to take that, run with it, see where I can get to and uh, just, you know, have fun with it and hope the, the readers do, too, I guess. Yeah,
0: And that's uh, <laughs> that's something I'll say without trying to. Uh get your vapors up is uh that that honestly does show the sign of uh someone that can actually like look at themselves and go this is a better option i just need to go with that it's the self-awareness of Mm -hmm. uh a a more veteran presence behind the keyboard to be honest because i wasn't willing to do that uh when i first started out because um i felt like the original story was going to be the best story because it was the original story yeah You know what I mean? So it was more stubborn of me, but I, but now eight years later, I kind of understand where my mind was at the time because I wasn't as willing to like break stride in order to go in a different direction because a, I didn't know if that was like normal, but, uh, B I was like, maybe I'm not ready to do this. If, if I'm so willing to cut down my story at its knees and start a new, in another direction.
1: And but sometimes now it's brutal I do to, it all
0: the time.
1: <laughs> sometimes it's brutal to delete big chunks of writing yeah. for something better. It, yep. It's difficult sometimes to to do that. Or in my case, I cut and paste it to another file and uh, hope I can use the idea later or that 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 portion of the the story.
0: Yeah, I I have half a book that's been sitting for five years because I finished way too soon and I have no freaking idea <laughs> how to to make it bigger <laughs> and better. There. Yeah. And uh, it's been sitting. It was like four months of writing that I had not, I have nothing to show for it. Well, f- two months of writing and then two months before I decided to scrap it um, mm-hmm. because I, I hit such a, a, a wall and it wasn't writer's block wall by any means. This was just me not putting together a great story um, before starting to write the story. Uh, so this wasn't like, Oh my God, this book's amazing. I can't wait. I can't do this. I got into the middle of the book and went, where the hell am I going? (laughs) And it was just, it was a creative, like awakening going, dude, slow down. Like what the And then I'm like, you know what? I am just going to put you aside. Like the good boy. I pretend I am when it comes to writing, (laughs) I'm going to be like, I'm going to be the adult here and not try to push through something that doesn't exist and here we are four years five years later and it's still just chilling i opened it up i'm like oh this sounds like a really good t- story and then i'm like i still have no idea what i'm gonna do with it because <laughs> i haven't dove any deeper into it to try and break through that wall so man maybe one day i'll figure it out just uh, uh,
1: do the do the stephen king thing and just make it about aliens suddenly
0: no <laughs> oh, no, it already revolved around. That. Okay, you <laughs> so, yeah. No, yeah. It, it was uh, it was more of like getting to the main conflict way too early in the book. And I'm like, okay, well, if that's the case, maybe I can like true lies it and mm-hmm. then discover another conflict after they blow up Key West and get into a harrier jet and fly to downtown miami and have a whole nother conflict yeah yeah which is why That's that movie amazing. is one of my favorites ever is just because it never stops it's amazing um <laughs> but uh that was kind of my idea. Is i was like well i could literally true lies it and go when you think the movie's over maybe the movie's not over but i'm like
1: it's just beginning
0: no, the way I was at the, it was pretty much over It's like, the way the destruction that I created this, that I created. I'm like, it's still something that I plan on looking back at, but, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it wouldn't fit into anything that I'm currently writing anyway. So it, it doesn't really, it's too science fiction. It's too, yeah. it's all historically, like there's a lot of historical relevance to it and that's all my stories, but that book, uh, that got a little sci-fi, um, which I knew it was going to get there. Um, but with my current writing schedule with what i'm trying to put together it would it would definitely be down the road when i'm yeah. like yeah. i guess struggling for another project and i'm just not <laughs> there i'm just not there, there i go. got yeah. i got too much to write but um so obviously um outside of writing we know you you like to do uh comp shooting mm-hmm. um <clears throat> how often do you do that
1: nowhere near as often as i used to before i started writing gotcha. um, <laughs> It, yeah. I think there's there's definitely a uh, uh, story there on oh, his story. Um, I don't know. There, there's like a, a bad joke there about either you have time or money. You never have both at the same time. You know, it's always one or the other. And so yeah. uh, when I first got into it, it was like all the time, not much money. And now it's no time, decent money. Um, and it's, it's just, you know, whenever I can, it's not very often anymore. Unfortunately, uh, definitely, Definitely rusty um, when it comes <laughs> <Yeah>. to that. <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean, I've in anything into it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, anything creative is going to take time. I mean, it, it, it's the same as if you're a world class athlete. It's you don't get there by doing it part time. It, it's it's one of those things where um, are there a lot of part time writers? Yeah, I was one of them for forever. I mean, I get it, but it's like you can only progress to a certain point because how many hours are you actually putting into the craft in order to get better?
1: Um, that's like my
0: daughter now she's doing a lot of acro and, um, she's really good for being nine, but, um, she's putting a ton of time into it and it's, it's showing. And even, even her, her teachers are like, it's, if she wants to do this, you're not going to get 45 minutes a week out, you know, and, and, and do it well. You're going to do like, okay. Mm-hmm. But so we were like, okay. I'm like, and you know, we had to tell her there's going to be other things that you're going to have to not do anymore. If you really want to get into this.
1: Yes. You got to sacrifice. Uh... Oh yeah, you do. Where you can.
0: You yeah. do, you do, you absolutely do. And in this case, because it, it, it so I, I attribute what we do as to like a musician. So, you know, it's, it's creative. It comes from somewhere that's hard to explain. Um, a lot of it is the, so in our case, it's not really the writing cause you can teach writing, but it's the storytelling and, mm-hmm. um, imagination is something you can't teach. And it's like speed strength, like some of those things you can train to get there, but a lot of the time it's just God given ability and, yeah. uh, you can get close, you know, that's like a really good athlete versus the, like the best. The best yeah. is not the best trained their butts off to get there, but the best also were given a little something extra at the beginning. And, uh, a and, bit
1: uh of I, umph, extra, extra umph.
0: <laughs> a little, extra, yeah, a little extra umph. Just that, Yeah, a little get. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, anything else? So, like, obviously, time is of the essence. So, we mm. don't have a lot of time to do anything else. <laughs> so, uh, um, so anything besides uh, shooting in this case, or in this case, writing, because I know you, you do work full time, you do have your family. Um, we like to say that writing is a hobby that we also kind of get paid for. So it's yes, okay to it's okay to call writing a hobby you know, because <laughs> I've had hobbies where I've lost God knows how much money. Uh, but uh, like shooting uh, is a hobby yep, of mine, yep. and it's it's not it's not. It's not as expensive as people would think if you just do it casually. Um, yeah. Obviously, competitions it's different, but um, it's not as cheap as some other hobbies. As well. Yeah, so every, kind of, every
1: time you pull that trigger, you're just you're throwing money down range every time. Uh, yeah,
0: especially especially when COVID prices happened. Uh, yes. <laughs> which is precisely when I got into shooting. So I was, at, <laughs> but now time. I feel, I feel like everything's cheap now. So, I mean, for me, I, I you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I still remember the days where it was like 10 bucks for nine bucks for, you know, 550 rounds of 22. And yeah. now it's like, you know, 40 or $50 for the same box. And uh, that, that hurts.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I was buying nine mil and it was like 75 cents a round for ball ammo. And uh, it's painful. Yeah, I mean now it's down to like 30. So for me it's yeah. like it's that's like
1: the savings. I can shoot twice as much now. It's okay. It's a
0: savings and people are like I've been shooting longer than you. It's still a rip off. I'm like <laughs> get with the times, yeah. man, you know. But yeah. uh no, that no that's cool. That's cool. Um so I was thinking um so like movie wise. So I know we talked like Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Is there because I guess it's just because it's such a big part of my life. Like that is, I guess, the one thing I do that has nothing to do with books is m- movies. Um, but I also find myself just rewatching the same ones over and over again because there's just classics that. Oh yeah. Numb the mind, but not in a negative way. It's more of just like the escapism of it, like like Mummy ninety nine, the original yep. Brendan Fraser Mummy. Um,
1: oh, when he when he rolls out the blanket with all the guns on it. That's just my favorite part. Are, you know?
0: are we are we going into battle?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, that, that, see, it's funny you bring that up. That that scene. Well, I mean, the movie, the whole movie, did, but that scene in general is um, uh, was a big influence for me for my very first book I ever wrote called Blood and Sand. Mm-hmm. And because in that scene, he said, "My whole damn garrison believed in this treasure so much that we yep. marched out into the desert, and all we found was sand and blood." and yep. it was like sand and blood that's cool but blood and sand that's just cool. coming off the tongue was better <laughs> and i'm like oh that's really cool uh and i mean that 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 whole movie uh uh rick o'connell the character the, the current character that i'm featuring with nick thacker in our new series that we will be releasing shortly is uh zara kane and um she's very much the uh Lara croft type when it comes to archaeology and mm-hmm. uh adventuring um newer Lara Croft so a little more brutal a little more bloody a yep. little more not Angeline Jolie you know not that portrayal it's yeah. the the newer video games if you're familiar with them where they, yep. they can get pretty pretty gory and bloody yep. um not that I go that over the top but yeah, she's she's fearless <laughs> but her character was very much based on new Lara Croft but she's also got the Egyptian background, so she is basically Evie. So Eve- Evelyn Carnahan merged with Lara Croft. So she's so a cool. she's an American. That's she's she's half American, half Egyptian, um, from uh, Long Island, and uh, currently lives in England, working for the British Museum. So that's also my influence from Evelyn, from Evie, because she worked at the British Museum, um, or she worked in Cairo, but eventually becomes the. Uh, uh, she's trying to work for the British museum. So that's the direction. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, obviously I pull in a lot of the, the movies and a lot of those influences as you did with the, uh, the Jedediah character or yeah. the Huckleberry, I should say uh, with the name specifically, is there anything else like movie wise, it doesn't even have to be Western. It could just be absolutely anything. That was like one of those things where you're like, man, that is like so profound that it like, it just kind of like burns
1: into you. <laughs> Um, if I could, if I could come up with anything to write, I would want it to be something awesome like Last Mohicans, oh, you man. know, like that, that kind of like just grandeur and epicness. Um,
0: soundtrack too, man. God,
1: that's yeah. Sword. Oh man, yes, yes. I think I still got the CD somewhere. Um,
0: yeah. I have a playlist of movie scores, and whenever that, whenever that, there's there's certain ones that whenever they pop up, my my ears perk up, and I look up from my keyboard and go, This is cool. You
1: <laughs> know, the Last yeah, Mohicans. Picture movie. You know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, um, yep. it's definitely something like that. I,
0: so another period, of, another period piece. Are you ever going to write anything modern?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I I'd absolutely not, love. Not to. that you have
0: to, because if that kind of becomes a niche of yours, where it's like a lot of like the period pieces, kind of like what they did with Predator with Prey, yeah, you know, where it was a period piece and people yeah. went nuts. They were like, you could drop a Predator in any historical. Yes.
1: It'd be anywhere. awesome. You
0: could drop them in the French Revolution. You could drop them in the you know during the times of Alexander the Great. You know you could drop them anywhere. But you know, so I'm like that would be kind of neat. So I'm like, but it, but if that becomes like this, that's that's cool.
1: This kind of <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> this this kind of has uh, become my niche just because I've got so much more I want to write in this West prehistoric world you know mm-hmm. like i've got a couple spinoff books i want to do um i've got uh, you know this is i'm working on book four now um i'd love to do a uh book about a descendant of his um you know a son perhaps probably a son 20 years later in the 1920s because 1920s were super cool for just technology and american way of life and things like yeah, and that in
0: your world i'd be interested to see what the like industrial revolution fun to play in,
1: you know? And and so I just, I have so much ideas centered around this that I'm going to be writing on it for a very long time um, before I can get to anything else.
0: But I wonder if this is your, so this is kind of where the like string theory, and this is kind of where like the uh, multiverse comes into play, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're writing alternate history at this point. So if you progress the story in your history, in your universe, so does Current events not exist. Yep. So World War One, World War Two, like mm-hmm. maybe they do, but maybe it's it's a different, different with, now with allied yep. and access countries. Maybe yep. everyone just gets along, or maybe everybody no. hates each other. <laughs> no, but the whole point is, is the partnerships wouldn't come out the same because something yep. would have happened in in world history to to diverge or to yeah. you know. So and, that uh, would be super. That'd be super cool because I got. Obviously I got it, yeah.
1: I got uh, deemed with a two-star review a couple weeks ago because I made Wyoming become a state uh, because of the events of the first book. Wyoming became a state earlier than in our history, and uh, a reader decided to point that out. And then they said, well, I had not read the book yet, but you got the year wrong for when it became a state. I'm like, well, yeah, there's also no dinosaurs in the real world. Um, yeah. So Yeah, I, I, that's, I, that's my favorite.
0: One. I haven't read it yet. Or I flipped open to page 30 and this doesn't make sense. I'm like, oh, yeah, come no, on,
1: <laughs> read the book first.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, dude, I'm like, we're like, I'm writing about treasures and like historical stuff that either haven't been found. Yeah. So how historically accurate do you want me to be? This is yep. going to be a really short book. <laughs> there ain't no information. I have to make it up guy. You know, yeah. it's like, it's no, like, I get we, it. I and mean, in your case, because it's it. historical events set in the past, it's probably one reason why I don't want to write period. Um yeah. it, it's a the research, but also the 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 literal rabbit hole that it shoves you down. Mm-hmm. Um but I'd be very interested to see it come to fruition from someone else.
1: <laughs> Jeez, hopefully it will.
0: <laughs> hopefully it will. Hopefully it will. That would be that would be interesting. Like because it's like like the formation of the armed forces, the uh uh like Hindenburg, and like you know, you start getting into like these major, major like does the A bomb exist ever? Does mm-hmm. just, just big things like that, like the bombing of Hiroshima, does that ever take place? Yep. Nagasaki. It's like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe he dies before he can develop the weapon.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, like and the, maybe, who knows? Like, you know,
1: the, the butterfly effect. You know, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Small no, honestly, happens. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's like like w- like what the MCU is going through right now with the multiverse, which is uh, incredibly right. hard to grasp. Uh, as much as I yes. As much as I try to love it, I'm, uh, not, I'm waiting for uh, phase five. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, but, um, so to kind of start to wrap things up, we've had a lot yeah. of fun. Um, got to know you, which is great. Um, really, really dig kind of the, um, the planning that you've been doing as far as like, like I say, the self-awareness that you have, um, you know what you're good at, uh, I know what I feel like I'm good at, <laughs> um, which is very, which is the, the number one thing that I suggest anybody watching this that is getting into books or getting into writing you know, of any kind. Uh, doesn't matter if it's in this case, you know, fictional tales of adventure or whatever, but um, understand who you are as the writer, understand what you're good at, understand um, what I guess genre you're passionate about because it comes out in the writing I've, uh, I've deviated and I've done some horror. I've done some science fiction. Um, I've done a straight spy thriller, which I thought was amazing. It sold terrible. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of my homage to John Wick and like James Bond and like that kind yeah. of stuff. Like, like the classic more human element spy thriller, mm-hmm. assassin type thing. Um, I thought it was cool, but uh, whatever. Uh, so it's like, I have all these stories I want to write, but they don't fit into what I do um Mm -hmm. you know as far as like creatively that like i can't set jack or zara in um an adventure i want to write in a futuristic like mars colony (laughs) it's like it doesn't work it'd be (laughs) cool to forget about like the story itself is like the premise of the story sounds amazing and uh i actually showed it to my partner nick about it and he was like this is great and i'm like i can't write a science fiction horror novel dude (laughs) i've tried i can't do it i can do it but it's a waste of time
1: (laughs) yes i've 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 tried doing some small bits and pieces futuristically you know in the future and it's just i don't have that sciency um imagination enough to to come up with things like that i'm I'm, the
0: the space opera the fantasy thing where it's like you build a world like a lord of the rings Yeah, that's I I don't have I don't have like, I guess the overall grasp of it, I need like a grounding tool. And the ground, the grounding tool for me is history. So it's like, and it is for you too. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's I. that's probably like the, the the crutch that I rely on the most. But it's also, I think what the reader can identify the easiest is because everybody has a little bit of knowledge about something. It's just You know, so it's like when you like I'm currently finishing uh, editing the fourth Jack Riley book. That's my version of Shangri-La. It's like we all know Shangri-La to a degree. So we can appreciate what it could be, Um, you know, and uh, but there's like little little things within other realms, other stories where I don't I don't have the familiarity that I do with history. So for me, I would be putting probably too much like guesswork into it. Mm -hmm. and just struggling with like a a paragraph of like descriptive because it's like just super into another technology that just isn't me yeah Uh, Yeah. and so i would feel cheap doing it and i probably better to assume that it wouldn't sell as well as my current stuff so (laughs) why but that's the self-awareness that i've developed as the years have gone by you know is it a cool story yeah do i think i could write it yeah but that's about
1: it. It's like,
0: I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's all about trying to find
1: um, that reader base.
0: Yeah, no, it is. It is. And, but it's also understanding that, you know, you also have, um, I hate putting this like in the way that it, it is a business. So it's like you have, yeah. you have an idea of what sells with what, with your name on it. So it's yeah. like, what are your, and all it is, 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 is financially it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't always. Mm-hmm. And what do my readers expect? Because now do I lose readers because I start writing in a different genre and now I have to coax them back with something else. So it's like, that's a whole can of worms that I just refuse to get into anymore. Yeah, I used to try it. I used to get super wide with, with what I produced and it would just be like, I would always just come back to adventure and I would do well. And I'm like, this is dumb. I'm just, I'm not veering anymore. I'm just, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to what I know I can have fun with. They're,
1: they're, you know, readers. Yours are your customers. Your uh yeah. your your job is to entertain them yep. and uh, they give you money in return. And uh you thank them for it and you give them another product they like.
0: You yeah, know, it, yeah, it was kind of like um what were they doing? It was uh Oh, remember uh Kodak during COVID, Kodak started getting into like the whole uh they were Kodak pharmaceuticals and they were trying to develop oh, yes. a, a cure and this and whatever. I'm like Kodak <laughs> like, <I'm> like <laughs> yeah, Dudes. I, I, I trust that, that, that cure. Yeah. I'm like, do what you do, what you do, do you <laughs> do you yes. so it's like, yes. you know, but, um, so, uh, finishing the show out. Um, I love to finish with this because it kind of opens up a whole nother conversation is, mm-hmm. um, book recommendations for the readers watching this, um, readers listening to this on podcast. Um, what can you tell us? So obviously, um, West of prehistoric. I mean, this is this is definitely uh, what I would suggest people, you know, read from you what I know you're going to um, promote because that is your current baby. Um, yep. But um, books from other authors um, doesn't have to be in the same genre. It could be something completely different. Um, I always tell people to check out guys like Matthew Riley, who is a massive influence for me with his mm-hmm. Jack West Jr. series um i also love to have people check out jeremy robinson's chess team uh series the jack or jack sigler thrillers uh that was the first science fiction historical military action like it's got like nine genres packed into it techno thriller stuff that i fell in love with and it really inspired me yeah. um he also had the antarcto saga which is uh, uh the biblical nephilim are the uh um villains and just kind of like the world changes and there's like these mystic hmm. battles it, it was that sounds that, pretty uh, cool. Check that one out. Yeah, the Antarctos saga. Antarctos being like uh, the ancient word for or was what Antarctica used to be called. Um, but um, w- what about you? What can you kind of recommend? A couple titles, one title, two titles, seven titles. What can you recommend for our viewers as something to check out? Um, whether you just enjoyed the hell out of it or something that yeah. just uh, you know, inspired you
1: as a writer. Um, you know, i said before, Lula Moore uh, fantastic western books uh his sackett family saga that spans generations is awesome it's something i'd like to emulate with my western prehistoric is continue through the family as to what this this does to them as well as the world um, that uh monster hunter international by Larry korea it, it's just it's it's fun it's very um very firearms related action mm-hmm. you know it is, he, he's he's a uh You know, he he used to be a uh, firearms dealer and then uh, he was an accountant and then he was a trainer for concealed carry. So the guy is very, very well versed in lots of firearms and it comes in his books and it's awesome. And he's got a great sense of humor. So I always recommend him as well. Um, But the the main book, I would say that I kind of uh, I have to read probably once a year would be the Gates of Fire by Stephen. uh, Oh, my goodness. What's the last name? Patterson? No, Stephen I'm drawing a blank here. I'll just Google it real quick. Gates of Fire.
0: Uh, I'm on Amazon right now. I'll give you a hand. Uh, Cressfield.
1: Cressfield.
0: Yes, Crestfield, Stephen okay. Cressfield.
1: Yes, that book about this, the last stand uh, of yeah, the 300 Spartans. Uh, oh, that, okay, okay. Yeah, it gets me every time. It is fantastic. Um, it is, it is epic. Uh, you know, I've read that every year, probably for the last ten years now, and it's just always gotten me every time. Uh, a little choked up. They're towards the end.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so Um, this is is the actual story of 300.
1: Yep, as as kind of like historically possible as he could come up with. And uh, a huge, huge hit. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Mountain Pass. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So uh, Gerard Butler does not appear in this book.
1: No, no, he does not. Or Lena Headley, unfortunately. Yeah. Or Lena Headley, yeah. No, I I, I get that. Okay, that's
0: that's unfortunate, but... uh, (laughs) No, that's great, man. Uh, that was honestly not what I expected you to recommend. Really? Uh, no, no, no. And it had nothing to do. I just, just because of no, because <laughs> no, because of what we talked about. It's, it's like I was expecting more. I don't want to say more of the same because that, that's not, that's not true yeah. either. Although I am very, 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 uh, like straightforward with what I, what I read and enjoy. It's, it's mm-hmm. all the same stuff. So I mean, maybe that's just me going. I'm just like deeper than neck deep in this stuff. So, I mean, for me, it's like, if it doesn't have any kind of that action adventure stuff in it, I just, yeah. as, as great as it could be, it's just, although, I mean, I say that, but there's some other stuff that I've read that I've loved, but uh, most of the time it's usually everything that's this color.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Earthy. On yeah. the same field. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah 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 no i i, I yeah. honestly wasn't expecting that i it, it's cool don't get me wrong it's really <laughs> cool. cool uh but that did kind of throw me off so that's cool guys yeah check out gates of fire um check out uh monsters uh monster hunter international um yep. and uh you know and uh what was the the first series because i know that was spoiler more uh, the-, the-, the the second
1: Sacket. second Sacket. the, yep. the, the second
0: exactly.
1: okay.
0: okay no yeah so with that eric i do want to thank you for coming on um let everybody know where can they find you online
1: uh, at gunpowder and ink.com, which is just a phenomenal website name. Um, <laughs> gunpowder and ink.blog, sorry, gunpowder and ink.blog. Or you can find me on Facebook, Eric Testament author. Um, and uh, I look forward to hearing from anybody that's uh, interested or you know reads my books or just wants to chat a little bit about dinosaurs and cowboys or, uh, Tombstone back here. Just
0: yeah, no, man. absolutely. Absolutely. No. And to, uh, to also throw in, um, if you watched and you enjoyed, please give us a like, give us uh, a subscribe on YouTube specifically, but also on whatever podcast app you guys have downloaded us on. Um, all of the support and all of the help will keep these episodes coming. They will come out every Friday afternoon. And we will continue to record them if you guys will continue to watch them. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate uh, Eric for coming on and talking. I appreciate everybody for listening. If you have any questions or if you just want to make a comment, there is a comment section down below on YouTube. Go ahead and give us a a comment. And uh, like I said, don't forget, subscribe. I am Matt James with Conundrum Publishing. Uh, You can find me at mattjamesauthor.com. And, uh, any questions, go ahead and shoot me an email as well. And I'll be happy to help you out. Thanks for watching.